Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Listen to Less. For some reason, I feel like it's been a while. I guess we didn't have an episode for Thanksgiving, so there was there was a little skip in podcast episodes there. Today, honestly, today's going to be a little bit of a therapy session from me to me over the microphone that you get to listen to. I was I have two main topics that I want to talk about today. One is kind of a life update where I'm feeling very stuck and I definitely need to start like meditating and journaling on this feeling that I'm having. But then towards the end of today's episode, I am going to talk about cycle syncing your workouts, what that looks like, should you do it, is it as complicated as it as everyone makes it seem? Hint, hint, why it's not as complicated as what everyone online makes it seem like. And we're going to talk about just like working out around your cycle and around a female cycle. So if you don't care about my life and you don't care about me, rude, you can skip towards the end of the episode or like halfway through where we're going to talk more about like cycling in your workouts. But let's get into therapy, okay? Therapy with less today about myself. So I'm feeling, and maybe some of you are feeling this way too, and I honestly think part of it is like my age and where I'm at in life. Part of it is I'm 27. I I keep forgetting that I'm 27. I keep wanting to say 26 still. I'm getting closer to 30. I'm like obsessed with wanting kids right now. I'm very obsessed with the idea. I wish I was currently pregnant. We don't want to um, start trying for kids until we move to Ohio and uh, we're going to move back to the Columbus area where Drew's family is, my husband Drew, if you don't know, um, where his family is and where all of our nieces and nephews are. I grew up with a lot of cousins and I want that for my kids as well as I would like to be close to family. Like my friends are like family here in Texas, but I don't have any actual family here in Texas. So we're going to move back because all of Drew's family, his mom, um, his, like his entire family, they, he was the only one that really moved away. Everybody is cousins, siblings, aunts, uncles, like everybody is still in the greater Columbus area. Um, my family is kind of spread out. My parents are still in Michigan. My sister's in Michigan, but she's like an hour and a half away from where my parents are. And then my brother's actually in Cincinnati, Ohio. So that's Columbus will be kind of like the central location for us to go to be by his family for when we do like want to start having kids and raising a family. Um, I already lost my train of thought on how I got to kids, but I'm feeling kind of like stuck with this, with my life and the trajectory of my life kind of, I don't know. So let's just, I don't know like where to start, but let's just dive into it. So I was telling Drew today at the gym and I've been having this conversation with myself in my head for a long time and I don't really have a clear answer. And it's one of those things where I don't think there's going to be like a, just pick one and move on with it. Like which road do you take? But I'm just struggling a lot with honestly showing up online authentically wanting to show up online and like run my business how it's been ran over the last three years. I started my online business working with women in an online capacity like I do now instead of just working with women in a gym setting in 2020. So it's been several years. We're going into 2024. So it's been several years that I've been doing this. And when I first started coaching online for nutrition and fitness and hormones and all of that, like not a lot of people were doing it. Now, 
everybody's doing it. There's a million like online marketing coaches. When I first started in 2020, there was, I was in this business program that I was the second round of this business program that taught entrepreneurs how to like do an online coaching business for nutrition. And it was like the structure behind the scenes. Now everybody and their mom is some sort of business coach online that teaches you how to be, how to sell something online, how to run an online business, whatever. It's very overwhelming. And there's also a ton of people that have seen the opportunity in taking their health and wellness, nutrition, um, functional, like dietetics and whatnot online instead of in person. And so it's become very, very saturated, very, very competitive. And the algorithm likes certain things that I kind of, and this might just be in my own head, but like, I kind of feel like I am not the aesthetic type that the algorithm pushes. And even that I find interesting, like when I'm online and I am looking at other health and wellness creators online, whether they're just creators or, um, for example, someone like Gracie Norton, like she doesn't offer coaching. I think she just released a cookbook a couple of months ago, but other than that, she's just a creator. She's just a health and wellness influencer. So there's people like that, but then there's also people like me where we actually we're showing up online almost because we have to, to market our business. We're not necessarily trying to be influencers with a million followers, although that probably would be nice for income-wise and business-wise, right? And when I look at who is per, like what who I find interesting to watch is the ones that are very aesthetic. A lot of the ones that have like super aesthetic cooking videos, aesthetic morning and nighttime routines, like all of that where it's like so much work goes into making those videos that you actually, unless you do it, you really don't think about how much work goes into making all of those videos multiple times a day, every single day of the week. And when I started out, the content that I was putting out there, like nobody was had, like I was the only person that people followed in the health space. I'm sure I'm not the only person, but like my clients, when I would ask them that question, I would ask in my, one of my questionnaires, how many health and wellness influencers or people online do you follow? And most times I was the only one. So it was like, you were on Instagram to see your friends and family. And then I was a friend, friend and family member that turned my Instagram into a business. But now everybody does that. And it's super overwhelming to like be pushed to the top. And now it's no longer about like, showing that I know I've gone to school. I have all this education. I have all of this experience personally and with my clients over the last several years, I can help you feel better. It's like, I'm having to navigate all of the marketing and what the algorithm likes and the algorithm changes. And then what do people like? And personally, this might be like my own imposter syndrome talking, but like I kind of just said, I'm not in a very, or at least I don't think of myself as a highly aesthetic person. Like if you, if you think I look highly aesthetic or my Instagram or TikTok is, then I am really trying to be, but it's not necessarily the most authentic thing to me. And it's probably, it's like, as I'm talking out loud, this is therapy, right? This, we realize our problems in therapy when we talk out loud. I realize that that is probably like a limiting belief and I don't have to be the most aesthetic to grow a following and to grow a business and whatnot. But I've just found myself like in this trap of comparing myself and my business to a lot of other people online. And it's made it really difficult for me to want to show up online. So here's where I'm stuck. Here's the two roads, right? So this is kind of like the, the 
fork in the road. This is like the left lane where it's like, I am somebody, I'm an Enneagram three, so I'm an achiever. I'm the oldest sibling, also an achiever, gets things done, does all the stuff, right? And then I also am like highly competitive. So all of that, like since I was a teen, I have always wanted to be famous for something. Like I kind of thought in my bones knew like I'm going to be famous one day. I don't know for what, like, I don't want to be like a actor or pop star, but I always was like, I just want a lot of people to know me for the good that I've done. And I want to like, what better way to be known than to be the woman's health guru that helps women with their hormones and all of that. And like, I would love to be on talk shows and being interviewed and have like my own brand and my own clinics around the US. Like I have all these huge goals, but being an entrepreneur and the way that like marketing is nowadays, I'm not a marketer. And it's 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 hard to keep showing up online when your brand is yourself. Like my brand online is me and my like I grew my following based on my own health issues that I've had and working through them and it's just it's becoming really difficult for me to want to keep doing TikTok and doing social media to grow my business the way that I have over the last for years, if that makes sense. And so part of me is like, no, this is your dream. You need to go after it. This is what you've like wanted, like keep going. But the other part of me is like, I don't want to be online at all. I don't want to post TikToks every single day. I don't want to have to take videos of myself all the time. I don't want to show up on Instagram and Instagram stories and YouTube and make all, it's like so much content. It all revolves around my face being present. And it's like, I just, I'm getting really tired and sick of doing it. And so it's, be, it's really hard to like, it's hard because that's how I, my business operates. That's how you guys find me. That's how every single one of you listening, whether, unless you are like a family member or you're somebody I knew from school, like in, um, grade school or in college, you are listening to this podcast because you found me on TikTok or on Instagram, or somebody told you to listen to it that found me through TikTok or through Instagram. So it's like, I have to keep doing that if I want to run my, continue to run my business. And I love working with my clients. My clients, if you're listening, I love you. Shout out to you. You're the best ever. I love working with my clients. I love the behind the scenes. I love talking and check-ins. I love having Zoom calls with my clients and helping them work through stuff and getting labs and figuring out and being able to like pinpoint like, hey, this is why you're having this symptom. And I'm so sorry that like no doctor's been able to figure that out for you, it's very obvious in your hormones or with this GI map. And then we're, we work to be able to help them feel better. I love that side of it. What I don't like is the marketing myself online because sometimes I don't feel like my best or I just, I'm tired or it's like, I don't know. I just, I don't want to be like the dancing bear that has to show up online every day. And the content that I would love to put out, like I mentioned earlier, kind of talking about the morning routines and like the, this is what I made this week, like the 
food blogger type of wellness content and all of that, it takes so much effort to make those videos and to film every single thing that you do and then sit there and edit every single video that may have taken you, you may have filmed 30 minutes of content and have to cut it down to 15 to 60 seconds. And you have to do that multiple times for multiple videos a day. It's so time consuming and I have a really hard time and I've always kind of had a hard time with this whole influencer thing because it's like, I'm not the person that wants to whip my phone out to take a video or to take a picture of something that I'm doing with my friends or with Drew or with my family that's like aesthetic. I have to remind myself, oh, this would be good content to post to keep up with my marketing of my business and of myself and my social platforms. I don't inherently do that because I like to, when I'm doing stuff with my friends, like at a young age, I was always taught to put the phone away. Like if you're with somebody, your phone is not, you're not on your phone. When I'm sitting with my friends on the couch, I'm not on my phone unless we're all playing connections in Wordle on the New York Times at the same time. When I'm sitting at dinner with anybody, my phone is put away. Yes, I do have a phone addiction in between being with people. Like I was taught from a young age, your phone is not to be in your hand when you are socializing with people that's rude. So because of that, when I'm out doing stuff, I don't think to take my phone out and to post what I'm doing. Like I, if I do, it's because I'm having, I've had to learn that habit and I still don't do it very often. And then I'll come home from a whole trip and I'm like, man, I, I missed so much content. But in order to be like a huge influencer, that's what you have to do. You have to whip your phone out all of the time and you're constantly on your phone taking content and you're not living in the moment because you're just trying to film. And like, I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't want to do that. And I'm, this is where I'm like confused because the, the one path is continuing to push to grow my following. I've, my Instagram is not very big at all. I've got like less than 5,000 followers there. My TikTok has been stuck at around like 86,000 followers for, I would say close to a year now. I've been stuck at that like 86,000 mark. And, um, it's not really growing a ton from there, but you have to do all of that to like push it to continue to grow. And part of me wants to not be online at all. And I don't want to like keep pushing myself to show up because it feels inauthentic to me. And I actually was just listening to, um, well, it was a TikTok. I'm not going to lie. It was a TikTok, but it was of this guy. I can't, I think his name is Gary. He owns a company called 10X Your Life. And he is, he's a very interesting guy to listen to. He's a researcher. Um, his like studies were a lot in um, mortality and biology, I believe. So he does a lot of these talks and he was talking about your frequencies. And if you listened to the episodes that I did with Molly and Holly, um, I talked about frequency levels and my aunt Heidi, we talked about frequency levels in there and like the hierarchy of those and how the higher, the more vibrant your mood or happier you are, the higher your frequency, which is also known as like your vibration or when people say good vibes, that's essentially what they're like talking about even if they don't know what that good vibes actually means. And he was talking about the highest frequency that a human being can put off. And all these people were guessing and someone was like sex and someone said love and someone said joy. And he was like, no, it's like four times more powerful than joy and happiness. And it's authenticity, authenticity, being authentic to yourself 
is the highest vibration or frequency that you can put off. And it's why certain people are like so attracted to or were so attracted to certain people. I actually, it was kind of like an aha moment when I watched this video because um, if you've ever met Drew, he is 100% authentic to himself. Like he does not care what you say about him. He doesn't care about what you think about him. He is like 100% authentic to himself all the time, 24 seven. And it's part of why like he is my rock because he helps me get through this and helps me to like ground myself a lot when I'm really worried about things that don't matter. And my one, uh, one of my really good girlfriends, Lindsay, she was saying, we just, we all just love Drew so much because he had, he is so authentic to himself. He just, he is himself through and through. He does what Drew wants to do. And that's like, if you don't like what he's going to do, like, sorry to you, he's happy. And so you're not going to, you're not going to kill his happiness. And it is very like, magnetizing to be around somebody like that. And I've always thought of him as having really high vibrations um, and really good vibes. And I don't think she knew about, like, she doesn't know who this Gary guy is. But then I kind of put those two dots together and I was like, oh, that's why like everyone loves Drew so much because he is so authentic, authentic to himself and authenticity is the highest vibration that you can put off. And all that to say, I don't feel a lot of the time like I am being my most authentic self online, not because I don't like what I'm saying, because I do, there is like, obviously I love like talking about hormones. I love talking about skincare and like my nighttime routine and all of that. But it's like, I don't necessarily want to be doing it. Like I just want to do my nighttime routine. I don't want to have to make a video about it and talk about it. I just want to help women with their hormones, but I don't want to have to like promote myself online as the expert to get more people to come to my business. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be the marketer of myself anymore. And I'm struggling with that because that's all I've known and done since 2020. It was in April of 2020 that I launched my online business while I was still working in gyms. So I don't know any different. And now I'm kind of coming up to this fork in the road where it's like, okay, what I've been doing for the last four years is no longer serving me. And I just like, I'm getting tired of social media. I'm getting tired of showing up online all of the time. And it, I'm just, I'm really struggling with it. Let's take a moment to shout out the show's sponsors. First, I want to talk about salt. Salt is one of those things that outdated nutrition advice has a lot of people afraid of. I've had so many clients in the past that when they start using MyFitnessPal to track their food, they look at their sodium content and it says they're over and they start freaking out because for some reason, salt has been demonized and we're all afraid of it. But did you know that you actually need salt? You need salt. Part of its responsibility is to keep your heart pumping. So salt and electrolytes are super important. Majority of people are actually dehydrated. And what I mean by that is not necessarily because they're not consuming enough water. Well, if you're not consuming enough water, that will definitely dehydrate you. But there's a lot of people that do drink enough water. However, they don't have enough electrolytes and minerals on board to help that water go into the cell and actually do its job to hydrate you. 
I am one of these people. So I was drinking a lot of water. I'm also a little bit more of a stressed person, a more anxious prone person. And I did some hair tissue mineral analysis testing and actually saw that my sodium levels and amongst other mineral levels were super low. So what I started doing was drinking Element two times a day, plus I make sure that I'm eating foods rich in electrolytes as well. I have one packet when I go to the gym and when I'm working out, and then I have another packet, usually around like 1 or 2 p.m. when maybe the work day has got me feeling a little bit tired by that time, I will just pop an element packet into my water and it is naturally flavored. So it doesn't just taste like you're licking a bunch of salt. It has a good flavor to it, but it's got a really good amount of salt in it. It does have potassium in it. So it's giving you those electrolytes that your body needs. If you are somebody that's working out or you're sweating every single day or most days, if you're someone that's stressed or anxious, you probably need a little bit more electrolytes than someone who is cool, calm, and collected all of the time because your adrenal glands, which run your stress hormones, also utilize electrolytes. So it's super important to make sure that you are replenishing and adding electrolytes to your water. If you want to check out Element, you can use my code that's in the show notes, and this will give you one free sample box of all of their flavors with the order of one full box. Personally, I like the orange salt and the citrus salt the most. The citrus salt kind of makes me feel like I'm drinking a healthy margarita with that lime, lemon, lime flavor to it. And of course, a little bit of saltiness. So make sure you check out that link in the show notes and get yourself hydrated. Part of me kind of thinks another issue with it is like, I have hobbies now. <laughs> and for the longest time, I did not have any hobbies. Like I was a very big workaholic my whole life. My dad was a very, very much, he still is a workaholic, can't take a break. And I kind of, and like even my mom, my mom is too. Like I adapted that from them, especially being the oldest one in the house, like being around them and like seeing them always working, no playtime. Like you can't even take like a break for birthdays, like stuff like that, like not going to parties because work, 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 work. And so my whole, like, honestly, being with Drew has taught me to chillax about with that. And I would say in the last year, in the year of 2023, I have like completely flipped and I have given my body like so much rest, much needed. If you were here when like I took that three month hiatus of not pod podcasting over the summer because my anxiety or the anxiety I was experiencing was so bad. Like I much, I very much needed to just rest and like take a step back from working so hard. But now that I see what rest has done for me and how like I have now found hobbies this year in resting more that I love so much, like reading or just like my wind down routine at night um, or coloring. Like I love coloring in my coloring books uh, or like meditating in the mornings. Like all of these things bring me so much joy that I, I just want to do my fun hobbies instead of working. Like, and so when I'm working, I'm just thinking about my book. I'm thinking about when can I color? I'm like, and so it's before I never had hobbies to look forward to work is all I ever did. So work is what I looked forward to. And now I have like relaxing hobbies that aren't stressful, that make me happy. And it's like, those are all I want to do. So I'm struggling during the day, the work day, because I'm like, oh, I just want to read my book. But 
I, that's obviously not the biggest part of it. That's just like a funny little thing of like, I actually have hobbies now. And now it's like, I would rather be doing my hobbies than showing up on TikTok. But anyways, I'm just stuck in this in-between of like the left fork in the road is continue to like push and like try to figure out how to continue growing and marketing my business and like continue what I've been doing the last four years. And the other side of me, the right side is like, I don't really know what the right side is yet, but it's, I'm trying to figure out how can I continue to have my business and work with where I'm at now and not have to show up online all the time. But I don't know the answer to that yet. And I'm just, I feel like stuck in this like phase when I'm trying to like make some changes and move forward, but I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that answer is. And it's just, I don't know. This is just what I've been dealing with lately. And part of me is like, okay, well, I could hire somebody to post the social media for me, but I still have to film the content of myself. It's like, that yes, if I had somebody posting it and whatnot and engaging, that might take away one burden, but I still have to do the filming and I still have to like make all the videos. And right now where I'm at, I just don't even want to like, I would love to delete TikTok and Instagram off my phones completely a hundred percent. I feel like I compare way too much. And that's honestly where a lot of the like self-doubt comes from is, and where I feel like I'm not doing enough is because I see my page isn't growing, but I see all of these other people that I follow, they're growing and growing and growing and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And some of them are people that started after I have started. And so it's like, why are they growing faster than I have? And it's just, I'm struggling with comparing myself to other businesses. It's also, if any of you are entrepreneurs out there, or maybe you work for um, like a company that goes based off of, you know, like clientele, most, I mean, most businesses go off clientele, but if you're like actually in that department of the business, it's, it's really difficult to have like ups and downs in the economy because how the economy does like my business as a nutrition, um, as a nutritionist, like I'm working with people that their health, obviously your health is super important. Your health is very important, but at the same time, my programs are not essential for you to live. So when the economy has been crap, like I'm going to be very honest, this year has not been great for business. Granted, some of it I think is a reflection of me not like really showing up a ton over the summer because of my own personal health issues, but it's been hard this year. It's really been hard this year. Like a clientele has dropped drastically compared to my first couple of years in business. Like this year, it feels like I am pushing really, really hard to try to get people to see me online and to be able to come into my coaching containers. And I, I personally think it's because of the economy. Um, like my content hasn't necessarily changed. I was still posting the same way I was when a lot of clients were coming in. I think it's just the economy and like Obviously, it's Christmas season, holiday season. That usually is slow anyways. But in general, this year, I think a lot of people are scared to spend extra money or the like. prices are just like astronomical. I go to the grocery store and I come home and I'm like, how is this $200 worth of groceries? Like I got the bare minimum. I didn't get any extras and it's $200. Like how is it so expensive now? Like this $200 used to be when I got all the extras and now my face groceries for the week are $200. I don't understand that how that's happening, but I feel like that is kind of playing into like people coming into my world and like 
helping on his clients too. So if you are looking to work with us, we have spaces available. We are taking clients right now. We definitely have spaces available this year. Um, both me and my assistant coach, Emily, we do have plenty of open space on our rosters right now, but that's what I'm, that's what I'm struggling with. So trying to kind of like navigate where to go next, where I would love to have a clinic in person where I can work in person with clients. I don't know what that's going to look like. That's also something that is like, if that happens, that's probably like a 10 year plan, not necessarily the next year or two. So I'm just trying to figure out what to do. What is that next step? Because I'm not necessarily happy with like having to show up online all of the time. And I know for a fact, like when I get pregnant, when I um, start having kids in a couple of years, like I'm not going to want to be on TikTok all of the time. And like, I definitely am one of those people where I'm not going to want to post my kids on social media. I see how mean people can be. I've thought about before, like, oh, when I get pregnant and when I start like becoming a mother and all of that, I can make my content about motherhood because that seems to do really good. But also at the same time, I don't want to subject myself to how critical people are online. And I've just been really trying to focus on like protecting my mental health and social media just, I think, isn't great for anybody's mental health. And it's just, I'm just struggling with what the next steps are, you know? So if you have any any advice or maybe not even advice for me, but just you're struggling with the same thing. Like I, I genuinely do think a lot of this is just growing up and like, I'm not, I started my online business when I was 23. So, and I'm 27 now, right? So when I was 23, I was like, Drew and I weren't engaged. We were just dating. I just moved to a new big city. Like I was like, I want to be the next face of TikTok. Like I want to be the influencer. I had nothing to do besides post on social media. Right. And then now it's like, okay, I'm look. I'm feeling those. Like, I just, I want that. Like, I don't know. I'm growing up. I don't want to be out partying anymore. I don't want to be around people that are like smoking and vaping all the time. I don't want to be on social media all the time. I'm just, a lot about me has changed in the last, I would say really the last two years as compared to like when I was between the ages of 21 and 23. Like I've just have grown up a lot. And so that has changed what, how I want to run my business. So if you feel like you can relate or you have maybe any, just, I mean, not necessarily advice, but if you're just like, girl, I feel you. Like it's weird how we've like changed over the last couple of years. Message me on Instagram at Leslie Monet. I love talking about this with other people. And like, as much as Drew helps me, he listens and he like gives me good advice. Sometimes it's better to talk to like somebody else. That's also a woman that like understands these changes and whatnot. Cause he's very much just like black and white, like, okay, we'll pick a road and go down it. And I'm like, okay, but I don't know what the other road is yet. So let me know if you have any thoughts. Okay. Now that I've, therapy is over. That was our session. I paid my dues. Um, and now I'll just wait for you guys to give me feedback on Instagram let's kind of talk about cycle syncing your workouts and go into that conversation. So there's a lot of coaches online that will say cycle syncing your workouts is like not necessary and it's BS and there's no science to back it. And I saw one lady, she was like really upset about it. And she was like telling women to stop strength training for two weeks. 
out of the month is like horrible and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, y'all are taking it way too seriously. Okay. When I think of cycle syncing, I'm not making it complicated. Like I'm sure there are people online that are like, during these four days of my cycle, I do Pilates. And then during this phase of my cycle, I do yoga. And then on this phase, I do hit. And then on this phase, I do spin. And then on this, like, that's not what I'm doing. Okay. And the way that I view cycle seeking is essentially just being more aware of your body. So I'm not writing out a calendar and I'm not picking like, okay, during these seven days, this is what I have to do. This is the phase I'm in. So I have to do the X, Y, and Z. And then this phase I have to do X, Y, and Z. I am just understanding and becoming aware of where I'm at in my cycle, which I think even if you're not going to cycle sync your workouts, you should do anyways. You should be aware of where you're at in your cycle so that, I mean, if you're trying to get pregnant, you're trying to prevent pregnancy, like you need to be aware of where you're at in your cycle, but also it helps you to understand your body, your mood, your energy, your libido, all of that. So when I'm, let's go to like day one of your cycle. Okay. Day one is the day, first day of your follicular phase. Also the first day of your period. Okay. Usually I'm going to talk personally, usually day one of my cycle, I don't, I'm, I don't feel good, right? I either have cramps or I'm just so tired. Sometimes I feel a little nauseous and I'm like, ah, I just feel a little nosh. Okay. So first day, usually first, first day and second day of my period, I'm not going to the gym at all. I'm not doing anything. I might go on a walk to get steps in. I might do some like mobility, like, but I'm talking about in my living room. Like, I don't want to go to the gym. I don't, my uterus hurts. I don't, I don't want to go to a gym. Okay. So I'm sitting in my living room and I'm doing like cat cow. I'm doing bird dog. I'm doing child's pose, some down dog, some happy baby. I'm doing like those type of things in my living room. And then maybe going for a 20 or a 30 minute walk to just get some movement. So I'm not like sitting in one position all day long. And then I'm laying on the couch. Okay. So that's usually what I do day one and day two of my period, which would be the first day of follicular phase. After day three, day four of my period, I usually feel like a new woman. I'm like mentally, I'm amazing. I'm doing so good. Cramps are no longer. I usually only have cramps on one day. Um, and they're, they're not severe. If anything, I would take like Motrin once and then not feel them again the rest of my cycle, um, which is great. That's on all the gears of hormonal health work I've done for myself. If that sounds like you and you want help, let me know. I'll help you. Um, so then day three and four, that's when I start doing more so like follicular phase type workouts where during the follicular phase, after I'm like not cramping from my period anymore and I, my energy, my mood's coming back, my strength is coming up, that's when I'm doing more so strength-based workouts in the gym. So I've always lifted weights. I'm not like a hit girly. I'm not a class girly. So the programming that I do and that I program for my clients and in my workout app, which is live by the way, um, I'm doing weightlifting and that's looking like maybe some barbell work. I honestly, I don't do a ton of barbell work anymore because just at this phase of my life, I don't really give a shit what my max squat is. So I do a lot of dumbbells and kettlebells now and occasionally barbell work, but I just don't care like to deadlift 
400 pounds, right? I'm, I can build strength and build muscle with dumbbells and kettlebells. And then, and it feels better to me. So that's usually what I do, but these, these are the days where I'll do heavier. So for example, today I'm on day seven of my cycle, so I'm not bleeding anymore, but I, um, I did go to the gym and I did a full body workout. And like when I was deadlifting, I was using the 75 pound dumbbell. So that's a heavier dumbbell instead of like doing a deadlift with a 30 pound dumbbell, right? When I was benching, I was doing the 45s instead of some days in my cycle, I might do like the 30s, right? So I was lifting heavier, but I have more energy to do so. And honestly, it felt really good. It felt really light to be doing that in the gym. So that's what I'm going to do during my follicular phase. Um, if you like more of a hit style or more cardio, this is where you can incorporate more hit and more cardio is in your follicular phase after you're no longer feeling crampy. Some people day one of their cycle, they don't have any cramps and they feel good to go day one. So you could do whatever you want day one, right? If you feel good, go for it. Just because I have symptoms doesn't mean you have to have symptoms on that same day. So if you feel magical on your period starting on day one, and it's really just before your period, you don't feel good, go for it. So follicular phase and up until like you ovulate, and even a couple days after ovulation, this is where you could do like your intense cardio, you could do heavy lifting, your barbell work, or your hit, um, your hit type workouts. So like if you're going to go to a class and you want to do, um, I don't know, like hit style workouts, you could absolutely do that. So that's going to be your follicular or during your ovulation phase. Okay. After you ovulate, you're in your luteal phase. Now the luteal phase is where things are kind of tricky because it's like the, your luteal phase can last a maximum of 16 days. So it's kind of like a two week period. It doesn't always last 16 days. Um, a lot of like mine usually lasts 13 days. So it's about roughly a two week period in your luteal phase where the first week of your luteal phase, you probably feel pretty good. Still, you might start to notice as the days goes on a lower, like a shift from your, in your energy that goes lower and lower and lower. Um, and so just be mindful. This is where you could, that first week post ovulation, first week in your luteal phase, you could probably still do hit cardio, heavy lifting. If you feel good, I usually do. And then it's like, I would say like seven to nine days out from my period is when I really start to see my energy dip. So that's when I'm still in my luteal phase. I'm still doing lifting, but instead of doing like heavy lifting, I'm doing more like functional workouts. So I'll do a lot more full body movements instead of like straight up deadlift. I might do like a kettlebell deadlift to a snatch movement or something where it's like a functional full body movement. I might do like a lunge to a shoulder press. So it's more of, I'm not doing as heavy weight during that as I would be during my like follicular and ovulatory phase. And this is where I also will usually cut back on the days that I'm going. When I'm in my follicular and ovulatory, like this week, I'm probably going to lift four times this week. When I'm closer to my period, like that week before my period, I might actually lift weights twice. And then the other two days I'm doing like a Pilates style workout or a yoga. I think last month, like right before my period, I did one strength day and I did three yoga days because that's just what sounded really good. And here's the thing is 
regardless of if we're talking about like changing your your muscle tone or your body composition mentally since i started doing this and changing my workouts mentally i feel so much better going to the gym because now that i allow myself to slow down a little bit when i get closer to my period versus before when i would do a specific program where it was like the same workouts for it's i do sometimes still schedule my clients to work. Not all of my clients do cycle syncing workouts. Some of them do, some of them do not. So before when I would do like the same workouts every single week, every, every week of the month, regardless of if I was on my period or not, there was like two weeks out of the month where I dreaded going to the gym because I didn't want to do a barbell heavy strength training workout when I was about to be on my period. I didn't feel good. I didn't have the energy to do so. My energy was lower as it naturally is. It's even if you don't have a hormonal imbalance, your energy is going to be a little bit lower when you get closer to your period just because of the hormonal shifts that you experience that are natural and normal. And I didn't want to like go lift super heavy. So it was it honestly it made me feel really burnt out with the gym because it was like I had to push myself every single day, no matter how I was feeling. So it led to a lot of burnout. Since I've been doing cycle syncing and like listening, essentially it's just listening to my body. When I'm a week out from my period, I don't have to open an app to tell you that. I know how I feel and mentally I don't want to go lift heavy. So I'm just going to go lift some weights, but instead of like how I talked about earlier, Instead of doing a deadlift with a 75 pound dumbbell, I might use the 50 because that's going to feel hard <laughs> and I might do it for more reps. Instead of doing 75 pounds for like 10, I might do the 50 pound dumbbell for like 12 or 15 because it feels easier to do lighter weight for more reps than it does to do heavier weight for less reps. So that's, I mean, that might be a little nitty gritty. And if you don't have like the exercise science training that I have and the program training, that might be like too complicated for you to think about, which is fine, but I'm just going a little bit easier essentially. And mentally it feels so much better when I do this and I don't have that burnout with the gym anymore because I know, okay, I don't feel like working out this week because I'm about to get my period, but hey, that's okay because I cycle sync my workouts. So if I want to do yoga four times this week, that's fine. At least I'm still moving my body and I'm going to feel good afterwards. And then I can start lifting heavy again next week after I get my period. Like it's not that big of a deal. You're still exercising. You're still moving your body. It's going to be okay. And if you take a few days off of heavy lifting, you're not going to lose your gains. I promise you. It's going to take a lot longer for you to lose your gains and lose your strength or any muscle than just a week off of heavy lifting where you do something like walking Pilates or yoga before your period, you know? So you're going to be fine. And this is kind of the layout of how I built my workout app. So if you want this style of workouts, but you're like, okay, I know where I'm at in my cycle, but I don't know how to change the workouts. Can someone just give me workouts to do in my follicular phase or give me workouts to do when I'm PMSing? I got you. That's why I created my workout app. And that's like the basis of what the workouts in there right now are. So it's still like, 
I'm adding more and more workouts and programs over the next couple of months, um, especially after like this month and next month, there will be a big influx in programs in there. Um, but right now I have an entire cycle syncing program in there. So you can click on like, if you know, okay, I'm in my follicular phase, I'm on day like 10 of my cycle. Okay. There's a section that says follicular phase workouts. You click on that and you have several workouts that are either lower body, upper body, or full body to choose from that you can do that day. What sounds nice? I'm in my follicular phase. What is a follicular phase workout? I don't know how to create that. Okay, don't worry. Leslie has done it for you. So then you can go pick one. If you're in your luteal phase, I have workouts in there and I have in the luteal phase, I even have them labeled. This is a luteal phase workout for when you still have a lot of energy and want a really good workout. Or this is a workout in your luteal phase for when you're starting to feel a little bit crampy or you're starting to feel lower energy, but you still want to move your body. Guess what? I've got both of them in there. So you could pick depending on how you're feeling that day. And then I have a whole PMS section for workouts that maybe you're leading, you're starting to PMS a little bit. You're not feeling as motivated and you just want to like go move yourself, go move your body. I have workouts labeled in there for if you're PMS, like you're in that PMS time zone of your cycle and you still like want to push yourself a little bit. And then I have workouts that are completely mobility, stretching yoga style completely for those of you that like the day before you start or you haven't really started, but you know it's coming really soon, but you just kind of want to like move your body at home or you want to just go and be there for like 20 minutes in and out just to say you did it. Those workouts are in there too and they're labeled that way. So I have done this for you so that you don't have to like figure out, okay, what sets and reps do I do in this phase of my cycle? What kind of lifts do I do in this phase of my cycle? Like I really want to do this, but I don't know how. And to be honest, I think a lot of you are just doing too much. You're just doing too much in general. And when you start taking a step back and working out, maybe like I am a huge advocate for four days a week. Four days a week is more than enough. I Coming from the girl that used to work out seven days a week, That was miserable. Actually, it was six. I don't think I ever really did seven. I would do six and I would take Sundays off. But that was horrible. I was so sore and my body always hurt. Like that was horrible. I was so inflamed. That was when my hormones were the worst. I had acne all over the place. The bloating was horrible. Like that was horrible. And now I feel so much better. I recover better from my workouts now. I'm not sore for seven days on end. Like then I was just like always sore and I could never walk because it was always so sore working out so hard all the time. Like I think some of you are just doing too much. And if you were to take it back a notch, you might actually see better results because you're more recovered. Your hormones are going to be happier because you're not overexerting yourself and you might actually lose a lot of inflammation in your body. It, It might look like you've lost weight, but you've really just lost a lot of inflammation because your body was just doing way too much. So these workouts I've created for you in my app. It's also, um, the app is like, you could do a seven day free trial. So there's no risk by trying it out, downloading it and trying it out. You will have to put your credit card in, um, for the app to give you access to my program, but you could go in and if you're like, okay, I did it for seven days and I hate this, I don't want to do this, you can you can cancel your subscription so you don't even have to pay for it. And if you do like it and you want to keep you want to stay a member month, to, it's month to month. There's no commitment as long as you do the month to month option. 
Um, there's a month to month and a yearly option. So if you pay for the year up front, I think it brings the price down from what would be $14.99 a month to $12.99. Might be $8.99. I don't remember exactly. You get a discount if you end up paying for an entire year up front, but you don't have to. You can pay the month to month rate, which is $14.99 per month and you can cancel at any time if you want to. So it's really no risk. It's all reward. Um, but I really hope that you like it. And I hope that if you try it out, you like it and you want to stay, um, subscribing to my workout program. So also, I don't remember if I've said this already or not, but I'm going to be adding more and more workouts. So if you get in there and you're like, okay, it's just this one program right now, don't worry. I am working on adding more and more programs. Um, as the over the next two months, I'm going to be adding several more programs and several more workouts to the current program. So don't you worry. There's going to be more to come. I'm going to also add more workouts that aren't necessarily cycle synced. And I'm just going to add like templated programs. Like if you want a four day a week workout split, you can do this for the next six months. Like I'm going to add that type of workouts. I'm going to add a pre and postnatal, um, safety like workout program that you can do when you're pregnant or when you're postpartum. So I'm going to be adding a whole bunch and you get access when you're a member and you subscribe to the app, you get access to everything on there. You don't have to pay per program. So that $14.99 gets you access, gives you access to everything that I put in there. So there's a lot to come. Um, don't you worry. I'm super excited about it. And last thing I will say is if you're not, you don't want you like you're on birth control or you don't have a period, um, and you're working on getting that back, or maybe you don't have extra on birth control, you can still do these workouts. Um, my video on the like homepage does describe how to follow them, this current program. So if you have like high energy and you want to lift really hard, I would do the follicular phase workouts. If you have a little bit lower energy and you want to still work out though, do the luteal phase workouts. And if you just want mobility or like stretching, do a PMS workout. So you can still follow it. You don't have to cycle sync or, and if you feel lousy in your follicular phase, you can do a luteal phase workout in your follicular phase. You don't have to follow it, but it is laid out that way for ease for people that are trying to follow their cycle. So I will link that in the show notes so that you can check the app out. And I really hope that some of you do. I worked really, really hard on this. And honestly, it's like, it's kind of like my baby, my most recent baby that I am putting out into the world. And I just want you to enjoy the workouts like I have. These are all the workouts that I do myself. So I'm doing them alongside of you as well. And I, I just hope that you like them and I hope that you do them. So yeah, that's what I have today. Therapy and cycle syncing workouts. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Reach out to me on Instagram if you want to chit chat because you feel like you're in the same position or something similar about just like growing up and kind of like changing and evolving. I'd love to chit chat with you. Other than that, I love you so much and thanks for being here every single week.